0: Hello, welcome to the self-learning podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Let us start discussion on Chapter Eight: Social Movements. Our topic is caste-based movements, and first one is the Dalit movements. The sun of self-respect has burst into flame. Let it burn up these castes. Smash, break, destroy. These wars of hatred, crash to cemeterine, this in hold of blindness, rise of people. Social movements of Dalits show a particular character. The movements cannot be explained satisfactorily by reference to economic exploitation alone or political oppression. Although these dimensions are important, this is a struggle for recognition as fellow human beings. It is a struggle for self-confidence and a space for self-determination. It is a struggle for abolishment of stigmatization that untouchability implied. It has been called a struggle to be touched. The word Dalit is commonly used in Marathi, Hindi, Gujarati and many other Indian languages meaning the poor and oppressed persons. It was first used in the new context in Marathi by neo-Buddhist activists. The followers of the Baba Sahib Ambedkar in the early 1970s. It refers to those who have been broken, ground down by those above them in a deliberate way. There is in the world itself inherent denial of pollution, karma and justified caste hierarchy. There has not been a single unified Dalit movement in the country, now or in the past. Different movements have highlighted different issues related to Dalits around different ideologies. However, all of them assert a Dalit identity, though the meaning may not be identical or precise for everyone. Notwithstanding differences in the nature of Dalit movements and the meaning of identity, there has been a common quest for equality, self-dignity and eradication of untouchability. This can be seen in the Satnami movement of the Chamars, in the Chhattisgarh plains, in the Eastern Ampi. Adi Dharma movement in Punjab, the Mahar movement in Maharashtra, the socio-political mobilization among the Chathavas of Agra and the anti-Brahman movements in South India. In the contemporary period, the Dalit movement has unquestionably acquired a place in the public sphere that cannot be ignored. This has been accompanied by a growing body of Dalit literature. Dalit literature is securely opposed to the Chaturvarna system and caste hierarchy which it considers as responsible for crushing the creativity and very existence of lower caste. Dalit writers are insistent on using their own imaginaries and expressions rooted in their own experiences and perceptions. Many felt that high-flown social imaginaries of mainstream society would hide the truth rather than reveal it. Dalit literature gives a call for social and cultural revolt. While some emphasize the cultural struggle for dignity and identity, others also bring in the structural features of society including the economic dimensions. Now let us discuss the next backward class and caste movements. The emergence of backward caste classes as political entity has occurred both in the colonial and post-colonial contexts. The colonial state often distributed patronage on the basis of caste. It made sense therefore for people to stay within their caste for social and political entity in institutional life. It also influenced similarly placed caste groups to unite themselves and to form what has been termed a horizontal stretch. Caste thus began to lose its ritual context and become more and more secularized for political mobilization. The term backward glasses has been in use in different parts of the country since the late 19th century. It began to be used more widely in Madras presidency since 1872, in the princely state of Mysore since 1918 and in Bombay presidency since 1925. From the 1920s, a number of organizations united around the issue of caste sprang up in different parts of the country. These included the United Provinces Hindu Backward Classes League, All India Backward Classes Federation, All India Backward Classes League. In 1954, 88 organizations were counted working for the backward classes. Now let us move to the next point, the upper caste response. The increasing visibility of both Dalits and other backward classes has led to a feeling among the sections of the upper caste that they are being given short steps. The comment they feel does not pay any heed to them because they are numerically not significant enough. As sociologists we need to recognize that such a feeling does exist and then we need to scrutinize to what extent such an impression is grounded on empirical facts. We also need to ask why earlier generations from the so-called upper castes did not think of caste as a living reality of modern India. By and large, when compared to the situation prevailing before independence, the condition of all social groups, including the lowest caste and tribes, has improved today. But by how much has it improved? How have the lowest caste tribes fared in comparison to the rest of the population? It is true that in early part of the 21st century, the variety of occupations and professions among all caste groups is much wider than it was today. However, this does not change the massive social reality that the overwhelmingly majority of those in the highest or most preferred occupations are from the upper caste, while the vast majority of those in the menial and despised occupations belong to the lowest caste. Issues of Discrimination and exclusion have been discussed at some length in book 1. Now let us wind up the session and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.